This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. This series is, without doubt, Pastor Ray's finest teachings on the subject he calls our negative meditation, better known as worry. Common to all of mankind, this curse called worry has the ability to drain joyful expectation from even the most positive believer who's dealing with those very real-life everyday issues like money, family, health, and even one's relationship with God. Although Jesus in His Word has commanded us not to worry, and most agree that worry changes nothing, many Christians choose worry over faith, putting voice to their worry and inviting fear into their lives. Throughout the six days of this powerful message entitled, Living a Worry-Free Life, Pastor shares seven proven strategies that will make this lifestyle a reality, such as forgetting the past, not worrying about tomorrow, casting your cares upon the Lord, filling your heart with the Word of God, and turning worry time into prayer time. Here's more from Pastor Ray and godly truths about living a worry-free life. We've been doing a little study um, and a little teaching, preaching, however, however I end up. I usually end up, usually start teaching and end up preaching, but um, on the subject of worry, do not worry. That's the title of the topic. Do not worry. Uh, everybody say, do not worry. Worry is a little problem that humanity has, but believers have as well. Worry is something, we live in a very worrisome time, we live in a very worrisome world. Things are just different. I was sharing, sharing with somebody recently, I said, it just seems different in these days. Um, I don't know, pressure just seems higher and, uh, on everybody, problems. It just seems, I don't know, maybe because I'm getting older or looking at it from a different perspective, but it's just, we live in a crazy day and we've got a lot of things that we could get worried about. Anybody would agree with me on that? But, you know, the Bible has so much to say about the subject of worry. And uh, we as believers need to learn how to deal with this little thing called worry. Has anybody in this room ever worried before about anything? Two people raised their hand. Boy, you are a pack of liars this morning. Anybody worrying about something right now? Yeah. All right. You see? So, you know, worry is a human experience. It's something we all go through. And, you know, I have to be honest. I sometimes get in trouble for being so honest. You know, I get told I shouldn't be so honest. My mother used to tell me that all the time. She says, you tell too much about yourself. to too many secrets. But it's just my personality. It's just who I am. It's the way I am. I, don't have, I have nothing to hide, so I might as well just lay it all on the table. If it can help somebody, I want to do it. But, um, you know, worrying is something that could be a problem for me if I allowed it to get hold of my life. Worry is something that, you know, in times past, I, I mean, I used to worry about everything, especially when I was trying to build up this ministry, and I'd worry about who was going to show up, who wasn't, going to, who wasn't there, if they were ever going to come back, you know. I mean, I had all kinds of worries. Worry about personal things, worry about money things, worry about health things. 
I, I could be a marathon warrior. Now, I've got to be really careful because, you know, we all have an Achilles heel, right? We all have a, a spot that the devil can really get in on. And this, this is one of my things that I've got to be very, very careful of. So I've tried over the years as I've learned some uh, strategies from the Word of God, learned to put a list of things together that would help me uh, whenever I felt the temptation to worry. Whenever I felt the temptation that I was getting into that cycle of worry. Because that cycle of worry, um, really, it'll, it'll bring you in, it'll chew you up and spit you out and leave you really devastated. You know, worry um, can eventually take you to the place of depression if you're not careful. Anybody know what I'm talking about? People who are, who are depressed, it usually started out as the act of worry that was unchecked and undealt with. And the worry found its way over to this level of depression because they became so overwhelmed. Now, God did not and does not want us to live in a state of worry. Jesus said, I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Living in, in, in a worried condition or a worried state is not living life to the full abundance that Jesus died for on the cross. Now, the Bible talks about this subject of worry, and I've purposed to extract various verses and scriptures to talk about it. But before we get into uh, what I want to get into today, I wanted to just go over a couple of things for those that are just plugging in for the first time. I always like to give definitions for words. And the last time we were together, I gave you a definition for the word worry. And this is just a dictionary definition. But the word worry means this. It's a disquieted uneasiness of mind, an anxious apprehension concerning an anticipated situation, a fretting about a foreboding misfortune or a feeling that something bad will happen, or failure. And that's what, what worry is. It gets you into a disquieted uneasy, uneasiness of mind. And let me, let, me just, let me just explain something, because I'm not here to put some sort of, uh, put, a, put another stress on you uh, and get you to worry about the fact that you're worrying. That would not be, my, that would not be a very good uh, place to try, try to go. So don't get worried about your worry. Realize that it's something that we deal with as humans. But we can learn some strategies and learn what the Word of God has to say about it so that we are equipped to overcome this cycle of worry or this temptation to worry in our lives. And that's really my goal and my point. All right? So here's, here's another good definition. And worry is to torment oneself with disturbing thoughts. And that's true. You, you know when you're in a cycle of worry because you begin to rehearse and think negative things, uh, you know, bad things, fearful things. And you actually... Be, Torment yourself with this in this cycle of worry. All right. Um, last time we were together, we, we looked at this verse, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, where Jesus said, uh, verse 25, he says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. And he goes on to say, What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And uh, in this verse, you know, he, he uses the word worry. He says, do not worry. And the Greek word for that word worry that Jesus used here means to divide into parts. The word suggests a distraction and a preoccupation with things causing anxiety, stress, and pressure in one's life. So Jesus is saying, do not worry. Why does he, want, why does he not want us to worry? He doesn't want us to worry about life and about the things of life because he doesn't want us to get over into anxiety, stress, and depression. 
He wants us to live this life and live it to its fullest and live it in the abundance by which he gave it to us. Uh, you know, and he wants us to live peacefully and joyfully in this earth. But yet, if we're not careful, um, we'll find ourselves giving over to this cycle of worry and it'll eventually get us you know, to that place of depression, bring that anxiety and stress and pressure on our lives and ultimately bring us to a place of depression. So we've got to learn some strategies. Jesus said, I love the way he taught this. He said, you know, look at, the, look at the birds of the air. They neither toil nor spin and yet God provides for them. And he says, then he says this next thing, he says, are you not more valuable than the birds of the air? Will not my father take care of your needs, you know, uh, more so than, than the birds? Aren't you, aren't you more important to God than the birds of the air? So do not worry. Why would you worry? Take a lesson from nature. Take a lesson from the other things that God has created and see that God t takes care of them. How much more will he take care of his prized creation, which are his sons and his daughters? Come on, somebody give me an amen. Then Jesus goes on in that, in that same portion of Scripture, and he says, look at the lilies of the field. Look how beautiful they are. Look at the colors, and look how vibrant they are. And yet, they don't do anything. They just exist. And he said, was not Solomon? You know, he says, even Solomon, arrayed in all of his glory and splendor, can't outshine the beautiful nature and the beautiful lilies of the field. So if God takes care of these things, will he not take care of you? So we kind of got a base our because they, see, there are two days in the life of every person that gives us the most worry. We talked about yesterday, and we're going to talk more about that today, yesterday and tomorrow. And those are the two days that really get into, get, you know, uh, give us the most trouble. And Jesus, yeah, Jesus says, do not worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, the clothes you're going to put on. He says, trust God. Now he's not teaching us to be careless. He's not teaching us to be sloppy with our lives. You know, say, well, I'm not going to work anymore. God's going to take care of me. No, you don't work anymore. You're going to starve. You see. So he's not telling us to be careless and reckless with our faith. Right? I met, met somebody once that said that. He said, well, Pastor, I'm just going to take Jesus' word. I'm, on, I'm just quitting my job. I'm going to trust that, you know, God's going to provide. So how's God going to pro provide for you? He said, well, I don't know. I'm just going to wait and see. He said, well, you're going to wait a long time because, you know, I think he became a panhandler in the church. You got 20 bucks. I need to eat something. You know, that kind of, you know, that kind of faith by hint. That's not, that's not what Jesus is teaching here. He's saying, you do, you do your business. You do what you have to do. You do your responsibility. But don't worry about the future. Rather, seize the moment, enjoy the moment, use it to the fullest, do something positive with it. Your future is going to be all right. Can I get a better amen than that? So, so uh, Mark's, you don't have to open to this, but Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, Jesus was talking or giving a parable about the seed and the sower, the word of God and the one who would sow the word of God. And he identifies four types of heart, conditions of the heart. One of very familiar verse to anyone who's been here because I love to teach on those verses. In verse 19 of Mark's gospel, four, chapter 4, he says, The cares of this world, the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in choke the word, and it, the word, becomes unfruitful to the hearer. So when we're in a state of worry, the word really loses its power and its effect in our lives. It gets choked out by worry. So Jesus is teaching here and saying, you know, beware of this because the seed is going to go out. The word is there because the seed represents the word of God. The seed is going to be, be sown, 
But if you're, if, you're, if you're encumbered in this cycle of worry, then the word is going to be really ineffective in your life. So he warns us, and he teaches us here, keep your heart free from worry, because God's got your life under control. Your future is blessed because you serve the Lord. Because the Bible teaches us, the Bible shows us that, that you are the apple of God's eye. That if someone comes up against you, that it's like they're coming up against God himself. You see, God's got your future. I like this one verse that said, He will perfect that which concerns me. Come on, somebody, somebody give me a better amen than that. All right. So here's, here's, another, uh, here's another verse that, that's pretty cool. And Proverbs 12, 25, I'm only going to read half the verse, all right, the first part of the verse. It says, anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. So what do we learn from that verse? Where does depression come from? It comes from anxiety. Where does anxiety come from? It comes from worry. Worry will take you over to anxiety. Anxiety is going to take you over to this place of depression. So the Bible teaches us, you know, if we can get at the worry, we can get at the depression. If we can keep the worry in check, we'll never find ourselves over into the depression or into the anxiety. All right. All right. So I'm a practical guy. So I like to give uh, practical points on how to do stuff. And um, I have seven, a list of seven things that you can do to fight worry in your life. Seven things that can be helpful and things that I do in my life and try to practice in my life. Um, and so I want to just share those with you. Now, we talked a little bit about these. I'm going to give you three today, and then we'll pick up next week, and we'll finish up the other four. But the first three is, number one, let's just go over this again. It's very, very simple. Forget the past. Everybody say, forget about it. Forget about it. So, so many people that I've encountered in my years of pastoring get so hung up about what's been done to them or what they've done in their life. And you see, you're never going to get to your future by reflecting on your past. You see, the only thing the past ought to do for you, the past ought to be um, a school, like, like going to school. You made mistakes. You had some failures. You even maybe committed some sins. But you learned something from those lessons, hopefully, that, so that you will never repeat them again in the future. So you see, you can't worry about what you've done or where you've been. Rather, let it be a lesson for you that can be useful for your future. You'll never get, listen to me, you will never get anywhere by worrying about your past. So people say, well, you know, if anybody found out, you know, where I came from or what I did or my past life, they wouldn't like me, they wouldn't want, you know. Have, and I've talked to people, they're worried. They're worried about moving forward because of a reputation they may have had in the past. Well, thank God that Jesus died for our bad reputation. And now we don't have a reputation. It's in Him that we live and move and have our being. And I like to say this, that, yeah, amen, go ahead. I like to say this, that if someone knows you today and appreciates you and respects you and looks up to you today, and they find out something about your past, and they lose that respect and that same level of respect, I say sorry for them because they really are not worth having in your life. My Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a brand new creation. The old is gone, the new has come, and all this is from God. Can somebody give me a better amen than that? 
So stop worrying about the things of the past or the things that happened to you in the past. Sometimes we get into a cycle of worry because we just can't let go of things that happened to us in the past. And it is a form of worry because it's negative meditation because that's what worry is. It's a negative meditation on things. And it causes anxiety, fear, and, and could cause depression in our lives. We've got to let go of the past. Forget about it, right? Say it again. Forget about it. So with that, I want to look at, because Paul addressed this, and uh, let's look at Philippians chapter 3. A very familiar verse of scripture. And Philippians 3, we want to go to uh, verse 12. And Paul says it this way. Is everybody there saying there? And Paul says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected. Now what he's saying there is saying, listen, I haven't reached perfection yet. I haven't, I haven't arrived. I'm still working things out. I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to get it together. Do you get it? You see, do you see what he's saying here? I'm still trying to get it together. He said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. He said, uh, I press on. What does it mean to press on? Well, you can't press forward. It means to push with all exertion, right? What is it to press? In the gym, we press weight, right? So when you're pressing weight, you're, you're pushing against that weight with everything you've got. If you don't push with everything you've got, it's going to fall on you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So it means to press on. Listen, you can't press forward if you're looking backward. Have you ever tried to drive a car forward while you're looking backwards? Did you ever try to ride a bicycle? Riding forward, looking backwards. It doesn't work. So you see what happens is that if we don't let go of the past, the past will actually become an impediment to our future. If we, don't, if we do not deal with the past and not worry about the issues and the things of the past. Did you ever get around people that are always bringing up the past? Man, I can't be around people like that because the past is done. There ain't nothing you or I or anybody can do about it. Thank God that Jesus did something about our past. Sure, we made mistakes. Sure, we had failures. Sure, we, we did some things, right? But praise God for the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of our loving Father who cleansed us and forgave us. Now it's time to press on. Somebody say, press on. It's time to press on. So, he says here... Um, I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. In other words, I'm pressing on to all the things that Jesus has won for me. I'm moving on in the vision, in the purpose, in the destiny, in all of the wonderful promises that God has, has afforded me through the word. I'm pressing on. See, you can't go on. You can't get, go on in the things of God if you're all worked up and worried about the past all the time. So then he goes on to say in verse 13, he says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Again, he says, I, have, I don't count myself as having arrived. But one thing I do. What is this one thing that Paul does? He says, one thing I do. He says, you know, I, 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 I had some, made some mistakes, had some failures. Didn't always do what God required me to do or asked me to do. Sometimes I wasn't as good a Christian as I should be. You know, I, I might have, you know, not treated people the way I should have treated them. He said, I haven't, I haven't arrived yet. I haven't apprehended. I haven't, I haven't been perfected totally. He said, but there's one thing that I do. 
He says, there's one thing that I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. There's that idea again of reaching forward. You can't reach forward if you're looking backward. You can't go forward with full gusto if you keep looking to the past. People get so insecure about their past. Who cares? Forget about it. It's over. It's done. Thank God that Jesus gave us a brand new life. And we have a chance. And every time, come on, somebody, give me a better amen than that. And he says in verse 14, he says, I press, again, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And then he says, verse 15, he said, let us, as many are mature, have this mind. So having this kind of mind marks you as a mature believer. That's one of the, one of the things of being mature, or being a mature believer, is that I'm not going to hold on to the past. I'm going to forget about it. Things have been done to me. Things have been said to me. Thing, you know, I, I've made blunders in the past. I didn't always do what God required or asked me to do. I maybe mistreated somebody or spoke harshly or thought some thoughts I shouldn't think. We all go through that, but that should not prevent us from moving on because we're, we're worried about it. And I've had people say that to me. Well, I, I, you know, I just don't, I can't move on. I can't, I can't believe that God would bless me because of this and this and this of my past. Well, that means you're still holding on. You're still meditating in a negative fashion over your past, and it's holding you back from your future. It's a form of worry. It's a form of negative meditation, which is worry. You're meditating on the wrong thing. We're going to talk about that uh, maybe next week, talk about your thought process and getting control of that. So he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. So our number one thing is that we must learn to forget about our past. And uh, that's the only way we're going to get into our, can't change anything. Can any of us go back and change it? No, nothing you can do about it. So you've got to live with it. And you've just got to be thankful that Jesus is in your life now. And, and he's going to forgive you every step of the way. Never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. Can I get a better amen than that? All right, so uh, point two of seven things that we can do to fight worry is number, word, number two, don't worry about tomorrow. Now, we talked a little bit about that in our opening. In those same verses that we looked at before in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 34, Jesus said this. <clears throat> he says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So really what, what the Lord is, um, is saying here is, you know, when we're worried about tomorrow, we're not enjoying the fullness of this day. We got enough things to deal with today. Tomorrow may never even happen. Jesus might come, come back tonight. And we've wasted all this time worrying about our tomorrows. So we have to live for the moment. You realize the moment that you're living right now, once it passes, you will never regain this time again in your life. This moment of time, will, you will never relive this moment of time ever again in your life. Now, if you're so consumed worrying about your tomorrows, if you're so consumed and focused on worrying about things that haven't even happened yet, how can you enjoy the fullness of this time right now? You're robbing yourself of a joy, the joy of the moment, of, the, of this time. So he says, don't worry, because sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We've got enough things to deal with today that we need to put our attention on. And, and you see, one of the things, and I think we touched on this last week in one of the services, one of the things that you can do to help your tomorrows is make good decisions and wise, wise decisions today. 
right? If you make good decisions in your life, in every area of your life, you're protecting your tomorrow so that when you walk into your tomorrows, you're not going to have to worry about things. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.